and welcome to 1882. This is your Tottenham podcast. I am your host, Ash, as always. It's Friday night. I've got myself a beer Moretti and we're here to get you through another weekend without Spurs, as depressing as that sounds at the moment. Uh, with me as ever is my big bro, Chris. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing you all right? Yeah, man, not bad, not bad. Just shouldn't, trying to... shouldn't, shouldn't you have changed from the Murray to maybe like a can of Foster's or something like that? Foster's is not Australian. I'm not having that. <laughs> I'm I, don't know, I don't know what other Australian beers there are or Greek. Oh, fuck knows, fuck knows. I was going to say FS, but that's very much Turkish. And that's quite very offensive. much Turkish. <laughs> I can't do that. Anyway, uh, we've got a, a guest with us again today. Um, some of you might know him. As at Islington Hotspur from Twitter, it's Lee Husband. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. How you doing, lads? Yeah, all good, mate. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining us and making the time out of your day. Um, wonderful. When when we uh, get people on, we like to find out a little bit about them, um, about well, about their Tottenham history, anyway. At Islington Hotspur sounds a bit like a juxtaposition. What's your story? Sorry, you cut out there, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. I was saying we just like to get to know people when they join us so about their sort of Tottenham history. And obviously, at your your handle at Islington Hotspur sounds like a bit of a juxtaposition. What, what's your story? Yeah. Oh, so uh, I, I originally uh, grew up in South London, uh, actually in kind of Crystal Palace area, but fell in love with Tottenham um, during the, watching the World Cup Italian ninety was my first real kind of memories of football, and I fell in love with Gaza. So. Tottenham was the team, um, and then that that very next season, going and uh, winning the FA Cup, and that that free kick against Arsenal just just sealed it for the love for Tottenham. And then so basically, since since the very early nineties, I've been supporting Spurs, um, and yeah, yeah, uh, that's um, Islington, which is um, yeah, it's it's funny. So I've got a lot of family around here; they're all Gooners. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm the, I'm the one Spurs. So yeah, it's it's been difficult the last year and a half, but the the few five years before that, it was nice. I went um, out. I got yeah, a mate. I got a mate who lives that way, Tottenham fan, and we decided to go and watch a Tottenham game in a pub, um, literally en route to en route to um, the Emirates, and it was a 12:30 kickoff for us, and they were at home at three o'clock. <laughs> so we're in there watching Tottenham versus Bournemouth in, in for the pub full of Arsenal lot. And they're all getting their drinks on on the way to the on the way to the game. It was quite a surreal experience. Uh, I can't I can't imagine being in in Islington every week for for when Arsenal are playing. It's the most pleasant of experiences. But it's it's lovely to everyone. Um, and it's it's <clears throat> that's quite a story. That's actually quite familiar. We've had, I think that's maybe the second or third person that said either them or, or their dad or someone who's fallen in love with Spurs because of Gaza. Um, quite quite a legend. Anyway, let's move on to to last week. It feels like an age now since we last played United, but we came away with a point. Christian, is it a uh, a point uh, a good point or is it three points dropped? Well, two points dropped. My maths is all up. I've had not even half a Moretti. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you do. Maybe you do the Fosters. Um, But no, um, Joe, it's one of those games. It's a weird one because you go into that game. Yes, United are not in the best of forms, but the amount of injuries, the lineup we saw, um, also our record at Old Trafford's not great. So you, you take a draw before the game, but as that game played out. 
you can't help but feel a bit disappointed by far the better team. We absolutely dominated them for the majority of the game. So it's, it's one of those that you feel disappointed, but at the end of the day, you would have took it before the game. Uh, I can't be too upset at that, I'll be honest. Yeah, Lee, I don't know if you were watching it on, on Sky Sports or how you sort of indulged in the game, but there was uh, Roy, uh, there was Roy Keane at the end of the game saying we, we shouldn't be too happy. It was only a, a 2-2 draw against United, uh, a, a bad United at that as well. How much do you subscribe to that sort of view or, or, are, you, or are you quite happy with the result? I'd, I'd, I'd probably echo Christian's uh, comments in the fact that historically it's a, we don't particularly do well. I'm, couple of years ago but really we don't pick up too many points there so when you look at it in that way coming away with a draw is all right but with the amount of play that we had and we dominated them we did we really did dominate them after that first 20 minutes or so and I, th- I think if if we would have had a full team I think we would have punished them um, but obviously we've, we've got to deal with the, uh, the cards that we've got at the minute and uh, I don't know yeah I'd, I'm happy with the draw but I think obviously we would have been ecstatic with the three points I think yeah it's not it's not a bad result for me and like we said we've got to look at it in the context of what we had um when we saw the the lineup of Bentecourt, Hoiberg and Skip in midfield before the game I think we all would have taken a point um so it's fine yeah we we absolutely dominated that second half I mean even most of the first half other than that first 20 20 minutes where United with their fans that you know for the only 20 minutes of the game that their fans actually made some noise um they were up for it and they, they put the game to us but we as we've done quite often this season actually to be fair we've worked out the opposition um Udogi worked out Garnacho who was giving us the problems in that first 20 minutes um we, we sort of figured out how to deal with Rashford on the whole um it was a good performance it was for me I'm, I'm happy with the point considering we haven't done a double on them since what was it 89 90 I think that I think that's decent uh Christian was there, was there any standout performances for you mate uh standout performance uh Benzica Adoji Romero's second half was poor he was he was just saying Kels um but we talk about these players regularly I think Heuberg, apart from slipping a few times, done a good job, and I've been a heavy critic of him. And Richie, again, put in a great shift. I thought he was excellent in that game. Um, the one question I do have, Ash, is that has there been an update from from Scotland Yard yet? Yeah, have they arrested Ten Hag for playing Stoke City terrorist football? <laughs> <laughs> I think the arrest warrant is with the judges at the moment waiting to be signed mate just pass the Bruno or, or Ericsson and it was just launch it it was it was pants but yeah going back to positives of our player Richie worked his absolute socks off I was I thought he was absolutely brilliant um, and again because this is what him playing at maybe 75% at best maybe 60 and again he just looked far far better than anyone else on that pitch in, especially in midfield um, very special player we've got on our hands there and Garnaccio <laughs> sorry mate Man United fans, keep your star boy because our star boy absolutely pocketed him. Pocketed him. So, yeah, that's it, man. For me, very positive in terms of actual performance. It was just one of them days where we just couldn't seem to finish it off. Um, But apart from that, most of the team had a very, very good performance. Yeah, Lee, same question to you, mate. Do you you agree with Christian there or was there anyone else that caught your eye? 
I'm, oh, well, Adogi, first of all, um, literally, oh, just treating him like a ragdoll. I've, I've seen a couple of tweets of, of him of him actually pocketing him, but 100% he was, I think the pe- the, the shout for the penalty at the end, would, he would never a chance of being a penalty. Pathetic the, that some people think that's a penalty. Pathetic. I'll get, oh, no way. Um <laughs> Who was it? Someone I'm, said that, like, that, that Udoki picked Garnacho up. That's the most ridiculous thing I've heard <laughs> in a long time. I, f- I thought he was trying to dirty wind for him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was, it was surreal. But, um, but yeah, no, I think he played well. Again, second half, Romero was absolutely mustered. Um I'm starting to fall in love a bit with Richie. Um, I think to start with, he was obviously the injuries didn't help him. He was in, he couldn't get a game because obviously we still had Kane at the time. But I think now he's he's really settled in. I think after that surgery, yeah, seems to do bloody done wonders for him um, because he's now he's had a constant run of games and he's obviously getting regular goals now. So I, I'm I'm hopeful for the rest of the. Yeah, for I, me, I, I Richie think, is... Actually, I think they've actually fitted Brazilian legs on Richie now. Just, <laughs> he's had a Brazilian transfer, transplant, I'm telling you. Well, for me, Richie is sort of testament, or he's turned up on testament there, where if goals ain't coming, then the least you can do is work hard, and then the goals will follow later on. And he's done that, to be fair to him. I don't know whether he's, he's the future of the number nine position at Spurs, but he's he's done everything we can ask for. And that United performance, to be fair, was, was pretty was pretty perfect I'm not sure what it, was every, it was everything but, but the goals everything well, he, but the goals. he got yeah. he got one <laughs> no no what I meant is the goals plural Ash am I having to school you again <laughs> you was that brother that did well at school let's not turn things around now let's not change history right but probably if, if the service was good um, from two other players but let's not get into the negatives here he could have easily got a hat trick yeah. that game but his performance was faultless Absolutely. Um, more positives to come out of that game. We saw the return of Van der Vaart. Van der Vaart? Uh, definitely not Van der Vaart. Van der Ven and Romero, both of them at the same time. Um, Romero making a rapid return from an injury that we thought was going to keep him out at least till the end of the month. Um, and like you said there, Lee, he's, he, he's maybe started a little bit slow, which is um, natural, I suppose, when you're coming back from an injury. But the pair of them are the future of, of our club, right? 100%. Mickey van der Ven, a player. He's he's a Rolls-Royce. He's, some, he's something that we've needed for a long time. That defender who's got that extra yard of pace. Um, he just... He's, he's got he, about he four extra yards well of pace, hasn't he? Com- comfortable on the ball as well. Um, I haven't really seen him challenge that much airily yet, so we don't know. But he's he's got a size, so... I could imagine he'd be relatively uh, decent. Um, so yeah, I think, I think if, we, if we can keep him fit, because a lot of our players seem to be getting hamstring injuries, um, and once you've had one, I know personally that it can happen again and again and again. So yeah. Yeah, Chris, how important do you think that um, keeping VDV and, and Romero strong throughout the season is going to be for us? How many, how many points difference do you reckon that makes? We've got, oh, Drag- we, we, we got, we got Dragerson now, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... It, uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, not going to sit here and say I watch Serie A all the time, so <laughs> I don't know how, how good he is. I've, I've seen the old uh, Twitter clips and YouTube clips and that, but um, 
That yes. make me look good, though, uh, to be yeah, fair. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> but I don't know. He, he's 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 got to be decent stock. He's come through the UVA youth system. Paratici seems to like him. He seems to follow about him about. So he's probably got some doubt on him or something. So that's why he's in the box <laughs> <the> again. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I've, I, we don't know. You got to see him. You got to see him have a few games. But hopefully, he doesn't have to get them games because the other two are so doing so well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure it'll come in. We we saw at the end. Um, he, he came on as we switched to five at the back. And there's been some talk, Chris. For about 30 seconds. <laughs> I know, I know. But there was some talk about it on Twitter here. So I feel like we're obliged to cover it. Yeah. I, Have, I, I've, I've been one of them, Ash. It's going to... I wouldn't be surprised if he plays it against Man City. Do you think it's horses for courses type of thing? Or do you reckon it's a, a long-term plan for, for us to switch to five at the back? No, no, it's not a long-term plan. It's not. But it's something that he's going to want to be able to switch to in certain games in certain situations um, and he wants to make sure we've got that ability that flexibility and by bringing drugs in that he's got exactly that Fair enough um, you, yeah we, did, we didn't see much of Dragerson in that game though Lisa I don't know if there's much you can yeah. say about him but we saw Werner came in um, what were you think about what were your thoughts sorry about the two debutants So yeah, Werner's Werner isn't he he runs about a bit. He's 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 rapid. Let's give him that. He is rapid. He is. Um, his assist. It wasn't the world's greatest assist, was it? It was just a. It was like a Tom Carroll to Gareth Bale. But Tom gets the So, but yeah, he's 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 one of the ones. He gets into great positions. Um, sometimes his his um, his finishing is just a bit wayward. But um, I don't know. He's he's got good attributes. I think he's. He's, he, he seems to be a bit of a workhorse. He likes to get up and down the pitch, which is quite nice. Um, as it, is he going to be a well-beater? I don't think so. Will he be a decent addition to the squad? Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he has to be a well-beater for, for a short-term loan or for a loan that turns into £17 million, just cover for Sonny. What I did like for him is, though, we, we saw him go both ways. He didn't always cut in and look for the shot. He quite often he tried to take, or well, he did, take the uh, was it Dello on that side down down the outside to just try and whip across in which is at least a good intention there's not much we see from our other wingers at the moment but yeah I was going to say to be fair to him dello has been playing well this season as well so he's a good player Chris your thoughts on the on the debutants not really much more to add to that is there no, I think Lee said it right, is that we can't have high expectations of this guy. Um, we know what he's about. We know the way Ange wants to play and he'll fit right in. But is he going to come and win us the league? Of course not, right? But ultimately, we should be able to criticise, but at the same time, we need to put context to it. Um, overall, I didn't think his performance was great. Mm. Um, I felt like they, uh, Dallo knew exactly what to do with him, especially when on the outside. Um, you said he went both ways. Well, I hope next game he doesn't cut in because that freaking rose <laughs> shot he had. I don't want to see that again. But he just had to reintroduce himself back to the, yeah. back to the league. Didn't he? No, to be fair, like I reckon. I think the only criticism I'd have, and, and it is his finishing, like you said, Lee, was that that one-on-one he had. If that was Son, he cuts in and puts that back post. Um, he didn't really do that. But again, you got to keep the context. That's not what he's coming for. He's come on to do a job, and I think he will do that. He will help us out in certain situations. Um, and then when you've got 
the other side, I'm not going to say his name, um, the other winger making him Werner look even better than he is because that was the worst performance um, on the pitch. <laughs> to be fair to Johnson, I know he's in for a lot of criticism, criticism and it wasn't a great performance, but Wampaseka is one of the best 1v1 fullbacks in the league. For all these other flaws that Wampaseka has, I think we'll like his his spider-like legs pulling in those tackles makes it quite hard to, to go past him. No, I hear that, but at least give me a bit of energy. Give me something. Yeah. Like, he looked like he was breathing heavy in the 40th minute. He he, he wasn't tracking back. Like we said about Richie, at least he works hard when he's not when he weren't playing well. This guy's not doing that right. And again, the context matters. He wasn't brought in as a starter. He's a young lad. He's going to improve. So I don't want to criticise too heavily, but on a, on on judging and criticising on that singular game, it was a horrible, horrible performance. Um, and that's my only criticism I'd have of Ange as well is he should have hooked him. How has he got 90 minutes? I'll never understand. Um I think it's just purely because we had one winger on the bench and Werner's only played 90 minutes once in about four months. Well, I'm go- I'm going to be I'm going to be that guy, Ash. I'm sorry, right? If you are forced to play a bench full of kids, right? He was forced to do that. Well, that brings there, me. There, there is no point, Ash, in not using it. That That's brings you on to my next Play question. your cards. Play your cards. Johnson should have been hooked, right? And he could have easily put Donnelly there. Easily. Donnelly's played across the front three. Could have easily well, yeah. done. He had Santiago. He could have moved Hill to the right, like where he's normally played, and put Santiago on the left. There is options there. And you've got to play with the cards you've been dealt. And I felt like he, he really didn't use his cards. But like I say, that's the very minuscule... When we're talking about Ange, very minuscule criticism I have because he coached the team to perfection. His tactics were bang on. He adapted to the long ball. He done everything else right. That was my only criticism. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll bring on to my next question, which I will bring Lee in on. Um, when we saw the lineup, we saw a midfield three of Bensicle, Hoiberg, and Skip. And I don't know about you, mate, but I was absolutely cacking myself about how I don't know if we we're going to keep the ball and progress it forward. Christian mentioned Donnelly was on the bench there. What what were your thoughts when you when you saw that midfield free? Well, I, I think it was when I initially saw it, looking at the defence, I thought, blimey, yes, we've got back four, back. Yeah, come on, we're yeah. we're in. And I saw the midfield come through and I nearly <laughs> shat myself. Um, <laughs> if, um, sorry for the language. Um, okay. So, um, <laughs> sorry, no, I was shitting myself really bad. Um, but, I don't know, every now and again, Skippy can put in a little bit of a performance. He's not, again, he's never going to be a world beater. Um, even a few years ago when he was when he turned out a couple of performances, he's way below that now. I think his, his confidence is gone, I think, when I've seen him play recently. But in that game, he, he did put in a shift. He, he, he got about the pitch, which is something that I haven't seen him do in, in previous games he played in. Um, the weird, weird thing about that so, was that put um, that oh, that Ange said after the game that Skip and Udogi were the two other than could assess him most affected by the illness that was running through the camp during the week, and for for him to put in that, he's probably his best performance of the the season so far under those conditions. He he deserves his flowers for that. 
We just need to keep getting him dodgy lasagna and he'll be sweet. <laughs> Make sure we keep a poor potty close at least if we do that. <laughs> yeah, Chris, mate, I know you're a great adv- advocate for, for Donnelly. We've spoken about it loads before. Um, how, obviously he wasn't on the pitch, but how well do you think the midfield did without him and what do you think he would have added if he was on the pitch? Oh, he just have added a bit more creatives, uh, creativity. Uh, creativity. <laughs> That's just uh, amazing, eh? It's just rubbing, you're rubbing off me on me or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he would have he would have added a lot more creativity. Um, he 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 can pass the ball. He can switch it. He can go long. He can go short. Um, he's got a, a, a nice shot on the edge of the area. Um, like I say, he can play them crossfield passes. Um, he's got he's a bag of talent. Um, but again, the midfield played really well. Um, Skip played really well. Hoiberg done well, and then Benzema dominated it. So I, I, I saw by the end of the by the game why maybe not them three. Um, but like I say, Donnelly's played as a nine. He's played on the left. He's played on the right. He's played along the front three. He's played as a ten. He's played as an eight. Could have easily just just put him out on the left. Um, and took Brennan off for me, even if it was the 80th minute. Let this boy see 10 minutes of the pitch. Um, but yeah, I think he would have changed the game in in certain elements. Obviously, he's, he's a young boy, um, but from what I see, he's one of those young boys that will back himself. He he'll be one of those Ronaldo type, not not egotistic, but just confident in themselves that they can make it at, the, at any level. Um, and I, I would have no worries with with putting him on the pitch, especially with ten minutes to go. Yeah, it's hard to argue. To be honest, what well, the thing that struck me when I saw that team, and it's not something I really had thought about with the previous games, but without Son and Madison in the team, what we really lack is someone who's able to just smack one in from 25, 30 yards. Other than Poro, who can do it, but he's, he's not always in those positions, is he, for, for you know the role he plays for the for the team. Um, and when we're playing against, like you said, Stoke City in <laughs> in Old Trafford, I think that's something that can really make a difference. Um, and obviously, those are two of just a few players that we were missing, Lee, but quite a lot has been made of if we had only one of our missing players back, we win that game. Um, do you... Do you, do you go along with that? I, I, I think if you had um, a, a fully fit son playing in that game, I, I think, I'd say, I don't know whether, I, because Richie's playing in, in such good form, I wouldn't want to put him out wide. So I, I'd have to put Sonny out on that wing and I think that he would have made a massive, massive difference in that game. Um, for example, if he was in one, that, that one-on-one situation, he, he, would, he would have had that in the back of the net, no doubt. Um, uh, but I don't know. Uh, the the one player I've, I've, I've probably been back would actually probably be Madders. Yeah. I think he just he just pulls the strings so so well for us in that midfield. Um, I was in the camp where I thought we paid about the right amount for him. I didn't think he was fifty sixty million pound player. Um, bloody hell, was that wrong? <laughs> um, he's a, he's a, he's mustered the lad. Um, I love him. I didn't. I, I saw him as a passer of the ball, but I didn't really see him beating players. That, um, and then even in the first game against Brentford, I was just bloody hell. What have we got here? Like, what was it? How good did we pay for him in the end? Mm. 30, 35, something like that. 
well, what was it, 40, but then you're minus 10 for Winks or whatever it was. Yeah, madness. So, yeah, we Winks down the other way, yeah. So, yeah, what what, what a player he is. Um, and I think, yeah, he just he just orchestrates things a bit better. And I can, if you've got the pace of Johnson and you want to use him properly, cutting in on that wing, I think when you've got Maggers giving him them balls, I think you, you'll see a different side to Johnson, I think. If he gets to play in that position, because obviously Kalu's the man at the minute. I think with Dragosin coming in now to cover both the centre backs, I think there's a strong argument to be made uh, between Vicario and Madders as the most irreplaceable players in the team uh, in terms of the jobs and the quality of, of their of the jobs that they do in the team. Um, yeah, he would have made such a big difference. Of, of us scoring goals but let, let's go on to the goals that we actually did score Chris the first one came from uh, a corner I really nearly said Chris crisscross <laughs> um, came in from a corner from from Porro whose delivery was excellent all night and it seemed like one was coming from that um, from, from one of those corners eventually didn't it yeah no definitely I think um, Romero was just bossing it Porro's delivery is just unbelievable just he doesn't what I like about it is he doesn't aim for a man he knows where the players are going to go he puts it in the right space uh, in the, with, the, with the right amount of power that players just need to flick it none of this having to generate your own power um, and we saw it with the Romero that hit the, hit the crossbar um, that one was so close and, and then with the goal again um, came from a corner and how would it not when you got Porro putting in the balls and the the we're just creating chaos in the, on the penalty spot. Like people are switching, and you, you, it's just something that is going to work constantly. I don't see how people are going to be able to pick that up um, because it's not a a set piece or some kind of one player goes short and they pass out. You know, them really like tactical corners. It is an old fashioned put it in an area, get ahead on it, um, and it will well, hit the target. I think there was a lot actually put in, in into our corner set piece well, I say a lot um but a, a lot of work put into the set pieces in that and, and Poster Coglu did praise Mason for this but it was quite clear that they were targeting around the edge of the six yard box because they know that Onana doesn't come out and command the area or at least hasn't been this this season and and it and it proved the correct call over and over and over again. Usually when you see that in a game, the opposition start to figure it out. So you end up having to have two or three or four different types of routines. But they just never seem to figure us out. And I don't know what's going on at United, but that, that was shocking. But it was it was Richie getting the goal again there. You, you mentioned how impressed you were of him in that game. But that was a perfect little touch off his head, wasn't it? Any any more contact on that, and and it probably goes wide or or, or you know straight into the keeper. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had an issue with Richie's heading ability. At one point, we probably thought that's the only way he can score. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, well, as soon as it hit his head, like, you sort of knew where he was hitting at least the target and you knew where he was aiming. And, and just like normal, he goes in. So, yeah, but I think a lot of that comes from from the set plays that we, we make, creating chaos, um, not trying to do anything fancy and, and just porro putting it in into good positions. Um, Richie being strong, Romero being strong. We're going to score bags of goals like that. So it was really good to see. Taylor made for Dragosin coming in. He's a beast in the air, to be fair to him. Um, obviously, we, we got our second goal and, and equalised again through Bentanker. Lee, you mentioned earlier about Werner's role in that. Um, 
but obviously it was, it was a lovely little bit of footwork from Bednikor and a fantastic finish. Yeah, he's he's got lovely feet. He really has. Um, I, I can't wait. That's what I mean. I can't wait till that full midfield's back. You, you imagine him, Benton Kerr, Madison, Saar, Bissouma. Oh, bloody hell, come on. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, Benton Kerr, he's, he's come back from two relatively big injuries in a very short space of time. He's hardly, he's, he's, you can tell he's not fully fit yet, but he was still the best player on the park by, by a mile. The yeah, touch, oh, the, the finish was, was amazing. Yeah, he's got he's got that silkiness that very few of our of our other midfielders have that play in that sort of role. But yeah, you're right. When Basuma's back, when Sars back, and Madders, we've got a really really lovely balance to our midfield. And it's not often in recent years. Actually, I can't remember the last time that we genuinely had a selection headache in in the centre of the park. And it's it's lovely to have. But yeah, that that goal really evidenced quite a lot of what and wants as well. It was some it was some lovely passing. Werner managed to get cut inside and, and find an easy pass into Bentego, who, who did the rest. Some questionable defending from United, shall we say. But you've still yeah. got to put the, put the ball away. I saw some people have, well, some United fans who were trying to take the gloss away from Bentego by putting uh, a lot of criticism onto Anana for that goal. Do you think that's a bit harshly or, or do you reckon, do you think it's Bentego deserved all the credit? Um... I've never really rated an honour. Um, obviously, I've, uh, the, f- the first time I ever really saw him was at was in, was in Amsterdam, uh, Lane first of all, and then in Amsterdam. Mm. Um, and I didn't, he, he didn't cover himself in glory for me. Um, all the videos you see of him are with him pissing about with a ball up by the halfway line, <laughs> um, and he ain't going to be able to do that in the Premier League. So I don't know. Yeah, it was it was a strange signing for me. And they, United just seem to get fleeced for every signing that they make. Um, his position weren't great and he just kind of flung an arm at it um, you, you would want your keeper to get a, right, a strong palm up to that mm. in pretty quickly I don't know um, I, I don't think he's the greatest keeper so I wasn't really surprised that he, did, he didn't get anything on it and it was a decent finish as well yeah it was a lovely strike off of his left foot and absolutely smashed it in um, I suppose we should talk about the United goals there was a strike a stroke of luck for their first one Obviously, Rashford got into, in behind Porro early doors and cut, in, cut into the middle and lost the ball to a dogie, and it just luckily fell into the pass of Hoyland. Um, Christian, our, our Tottenham, Dr. Tottenham Beck, he obviously hadn't scored for so long. <laughs> we're not quite uh, heart surgeons anymore. We're just, <laughs> we're just local GPs. Um, we put temporary fixes in place. Um, so we sorted out Rashford, but then we had to humble him again. Um, but, you know, it was a bit of luck. Adoji put in a good challenge and it's just falling straight to Rashford. Um, and again, I think the rules of the game have, have just stopped Romero from being able to stop that going in. I think if, if defenders didn't have to worry about having their hands behind their back while they're trying to lunge um, so much, he gets to that. Because as soon as he sees Rashford with the ball, first thing he does, put his hand behind his back and then he tries to take a huge step to his right when he could have just shuffled his feet. When you do that, your arms are going to come up a bit and he's he's more concentrated on not giving away a penalty yeah. at that point. And I, I just think the rules again have killed that that, that part of defending. The art of defending is dead for me. Um, 
it's such a shame to see when you've got to completely alter a natural body position to try and show to the referee that your arms are in a natural body position is fucking mental. It, it doesn't make sense at all. But yeah, like you said, huge, like, well, like I said, huge stroke of luck for their first goal. Um, their second goal, I think Poro was a little bit weak. Is that is that fair, Chris? Yeah, 100%. Um, but can we say, what a finish. Mm. That's Rashford at his best. Oh, Rash, yeah, that's Rashford at his best. And going back to the first one, Highland fought Vicari had no chance. Like, absolute amazing finish, but lucky there. But Rashford at his best, yeah. Um, good finish. But like I say, there's, there's a lot to it that maybe with certain rules again allowed defenders to be defenders maybe it's not so easy but then we need to be able to we need to be able to work within those rules and one thing we do got to stop doing is is allowing teams their five ten minutes and, and letting them punish us um and, but apart from that it, it it's fine margins i think there is improvement but to be heavily critical you can't yeah, and I think obviously we had the, the two centre backs coming back after a long term injury. There was going to be a little bit of rustiness, um, which might explain a little bit about that first ten or twenty minutes. But um, I, I was happy in the end. I think it was a, it was a good performance and a decent result, and one that leads us into a break, probably feeling okay about ourselves, uh, knowing that we could do better. It's not going to be easier to do much better because our next game is in the FA Cup against. Uh, Manchester City. I haven't said that though. They're yet to score against us at, at the lane. Um, Lee, how important is the FA Cup to you? Uh, so I'm, I grew up with football, so 80s, 90s. FA Cup was massive when I was a kid. We all used to go outside with the football to play FA Cup. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, mate. Um, it, it kind of dwindled a bit, I think, a, few, a good few years ago when Arsenal won it quite a lot. <laughs> um, when, when I was in school, we, we was the team who'd, who'd won it the most. So for me, it was a it was a massive thing. Um, and then I think a couple of naughty semi-finals, like the Portsmouth final a few years ago. Um, I, I remember one game against Everton. Daniel Amakachi killed me. I think I was only, I think I was about thirteen or fourteen at the time, and I was crying like a baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, it definitely meant a lot to me De- more then then it does now. But don't get me wrong, if we won it, I'd go fucking batshit crazy. I'd run around Islington going mental. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me a call, mate. I'll join you down there. I'm not too far. Um, it it kind of goes without saying, obviously, we, we've had a nice break leading up to it, but you go as strong as you can, right, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Not my best question that one, clearly. No, no. Could do it a little bit better. Re- re- rephrase it for me, because I'll give you a chance. Who do you want to see? Obviously, we're, we're looking at returns possibly for from Madison and Kulu, maybe Solomon as well. What? Who? Who do you want to see come into that game? Um, I've been a hater for a long time of when players are coming back from injury they, they they save them for the second half for me if they're fit enough to be on the bench just start them I'd rather go out and demolish your team or try your very best for the first 60 than try and respond for the last 30, 40 so for me if they're on the bench they start so Madison has to come in um, and I think we could see this three at the back I think Johnson might drop to the bench 
um, and you go with with Werner and Riches the two, um, with Madders just in behind um, Poro and obviously Doji down the wings, and then you play the expected three of Dragasin, uh, Dragasin, the, the Romero and Van der Ven, um, and then you, Benteke puts his puts his own name on the in the middle there. Um, Benteke and anyone else, it doesn't matter as long as Benteke yeah, is ben, there. Yeah, but as long as is there. But no, I think Madison has to come in probably. Um, Kulu will come back. So Johnson should naturally get a rest. Um, he's played a lot of football, not even just because of his um, performances. I think that he's played a lot of football. So get Kulu back on the right. I know it's not his best, but let Madison play in that, te- that 10. Um and then play with Hoiberg as the six and, six and Benteke as the eight. Um, so unfortunately for Skippy, I just think Benteke, when we're depleted, when we haven't got a sturdy base and we haven't got the creativity as such, he has to play a little bit further forward. So you give him a bit of a f- free roam, play him as the eight, Skippy drops out. If we go with the normal formation, um, everything else stays the same. Uh, maybe rest Van der Ven, maybe start Dragosin, but I'm not going to be overly worried about that. Um, but yeah, I, I think Kulu and, and Madison will be the, the two that come in if anyone does. Yeah, what what sort of game are you expecting there? Obviously, we, we, we saw the 3-3 free free against them earlier in the season, but we were playing a back line of, of included Emerson and Davies as centre-backs. Are you are you expecting us to give them a better game than we did then? And if so, does that mean we're winning? Uh, that's, oh, we did a pretty bloody good game, though, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, it's not going to be cagey, is it? It's not going to be nil-nil. No. Uh, last words. It's going to be an absolute shit. <laughs> um, no, it's definitely not going to be nil-nil. I can see there being a few goals in this one. Um, it's, it's definitely not going to be just... It could just be your goal. I don't know. No. Nah. Um, no, there'll definitely be five, six goals in it for me. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there now. Um, I think that they obviously massively miss Haaland. Um, is, is, I don't think he's back in time for the game, is he? I have no idea, mate. Um, they've obviously got De Bruyne back. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I say we'd nick it. We'll nick it. Chris, when you see uh, the inevitable De Bruyne on the starting lineup from City, shit yourself a little bit. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's the scariest ginger man to ever walk this planet. <laughs> Uh, he is seriously scary. Like the the ability that guy has, like the impact he had when he came on for their last game. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything like it. Um, but one thing I do know is when Pep gets in these situations, he overthinks it. Guarantee you, since uh, one of our legends, it was Maybach, wasn't it, that pulled the ball out? Um, it was one of the ex-players. I can't remember who exactly. My brain's a bit frazzled. Um, but when since that ball was pulled, that guy hasn't slept. Guardiola's not slept. He's gone over about 50 to 100 different tactics. He's racking his absolute brains out. Like, he's all over the place. And he's going to playing four centre-backs, so it's going to be that team of yeah, like eight centre-backs. <laughs> he's he's going to do something stupid like he did in the... Uh, Champions League against Chelsea. Um, it's what happens with Pep when he starts overthinking it. But listen, the, the, 
Pep doesn't even have to be a manager. Them boys don't need coaching on that team. Um, they've got a beautiful squad. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll give them a game. But ultimately, I think that them winning or them even scoring is going to come to an end at some point, right? And you wouldn't be surprised if it's the FA Cup. Um, so, yeah, as long as we put in a good performance, um, I really want to win the FA Cup, don't get me wrong. But we need to think about the progress for the rest of the season, keep the form up. If we lose 2-1, it is what it is. Um, let's make a good show of ourselves. Um, I'd like to think we can win it, though. I really do. Go ahead. Um, What's your prediction? Go on. <sighs> prediction, I'm going 3-1 City. Oh. Oh. They haven't even scored at our pace yet. You think they're going to get a 3 on the day? Listen, if Jekko turns up, it'll be 6. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, mate, what's your prediction? Um, I'm, I'm going for a big, like, a massive score, like 5-3, something like that. You know what? I'd actually love to see it. I know I don't want to lose, but even if we did lose 5-3, at least we showed a bit of guts and put on a bloody spectacle, not like United have been doing week in, week out and the other trash teams. But what what a game. And I mean, it's, we've got so long to wait for it. I have no idea what to do with myself this weekend. Oh, it's, it's like the international breaks. It's horrible. Oh, I hate uh, it. You've got to talk to the missus and the kids in there. It? <laughs> it's mental. I'm sure she'll have some housework or some bloody DIY she's got a plan for me. I think I can hear her fishing about outside, so I'll get a sign for that in a minute. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's just before we move on to a few games I've got set up, um, we've got a couple of transfer, well, one one confirmed and one rumour to talk about. Perisic has gone on loan to Hadrick Split. Uh, supposedly he's only going to be earning one euro a, a week or a month or whatever it is uh, while he's out there. I, I assume that means he's written off most of his salary rather than we're paying loads of it. I'm um, sure he's right though. <laughs> yeah, he'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, be I don't right. know what the cost of a pint is out there. But I'm sure he's got <laughs> enough in his savings. Um, yeah, Chris, obviously we, we saw Perisic brought in to be like the inverted left wing back in, in the... Um, in the Conte system, and he did all right, to be fair, didn't he? I thought he was a really good player. Um, unfortunately, it took him some time to adapt, um, but I thought we saw some really good things. Obviously, you got that meme now where he puts Van, uh, Van Dijk on his absolute ass um, and plays a beautiful ball into Harry Kane um, just for that moment alone. But listen, top draw player, and I think Ange is probably a bit gutted that he was injured. Um, he would have played a really good role in this kind of setup as a left forward, um, and he would have scored some absolute bangers um, in that role. Um, but at his age, with his injury, the, the amount of wages he's on, it, it makes sense. So uh, thank you, Ivan. Um, but I can I can totally understand it. Yeah, would he be missed, Lee? Um, do you know what? I I think he would have been absolutely bloody perfect. Uh, for this system, like coming on late, making a difference because his delivery is, is is one of the best I've seen at Spurs in a while, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, and he can go both ways. Um, obviously, he's pre- predominantly right-footed, but every now and again he would he would ping one in with the left, and he was equally good with both. And I think the way Richie's playing at the minute, he would have thrived off of that service. Um, I don't think he'd get quite the same service from Sun. I don't. Sun's not a great cross with the ball for me. Um, no, not his biggest strength. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, I, th- I think he's uh, it's it's he's he's got a good future ahead of him. I hope. Um, yeah. Speaking but, of 
he's only but, got probably a, a couple of years left, so he yeah, wants he to go away. Uh, you can't, you can't um, um, take that away from him, can you? No, nah, and he weren't going to play for us for the rest of the season, and his contract's up at the end of the season, so it makes sense is for he, all parties involved. How injured is he as well? Is he or is he fit now? And I've sort of read somewhere that he's expected to be back in April or something, yeah. something like yeah. that. So he yeah. he wouldn't have played yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, I know nothing about this Antonio Nusa, 18-year-old winger from Club Brugge that we've been linked with. Chris, have you got 30 seconds or 15 seconds or, or something <laughs> to say about him? Uh, no, I know that, I know that club been watching him for about six months, maybe to a year. Um, really interested in him. Um, and since the links started happening, um, I've watched a lot of highlights. Can't say I've watched him live. Um, watched a lot of highlights and really enjoyed it. Um, looks like a bundle of talent. Um, can, can dribble the ball really well. Very quick feet. Got a turn of pace. Um, the way he can beat a man just for a change of pace. So he'll, he'll start slowing and just boom, accelerate out. Um, he's got skills. He's got loads of passing ability where he can get assists um, the one thing that we haven't seen um, and one thing that he probably will need to improve on is he's finishing doesn't score a lot of goals but at 18 years old you, you take that gamble because he's got absolutely everything it looks like let's, let's see how that progresses we'll talk about that more if if it does right let's get on to some fun and games then these are both or these, these two or three games here that came to me following the United match um, the first being, there was reports that we just just fell short of doing our first double on United since the eight since the nineteen eighty nine ninety season. Um, so I want to know between you, can you name the player and how many? Uh, sorry, can you name the manager and how many of the players from that team? Do you, do you reckon you'd be able to uh, to be able to name? I don't know if you're going to need a, a little hand with that. Um. I think I could bat the name the manager and maybe a couple of players, but that's about it. Go on, he was the gaffer. Venables? Yeah, that's it. El Tell. He was the man in charge. Right, now you're giving me the managers, I can list off some names. Yes. Go yeah, on. Just from the man. So Gary Maybot would have definitely been there. Gary Mabot was there. Uh Chrissy Uton would have been there. Chrissy Uton was there. Um Mitchell Thomas. Gaza. Gazza was there. Gary Lineker. Yeah. You, you're reading this out. You Googled it, didn't you? No, no. <laughs> um, then not. Uh, was he there? Who was Who's that? that? Tallsfit. Was he the keeper? Yeah. For, yes. uh, Eric Forsworth. Yes, yeah. Go on, Eric. Um, who else would have been that year? That sort of era. Oh. There are some difficult names to come. There would have been uh, the great Naeem. Naeem was there, yeah. Uh, Sedgley. Stevie Sedgley. Stevie Sedgley. Uh, I don't think he was there that season, to be fair. I'll double check that. I'm, oh, I'm sh- but such names as uh, Sam Ways was there. Stewart, <laughs> Mark Robson. Oh, Sedgley was there. You're right. That's my bad. Yeah. Uh, Paul Allen. Mm. Walsh. John Monker. There's some, some out there. John Monker. <laughs> yeah. And uh, good Lee Ferguson. I'm not going to read the rest out, but yeah, that's not a bad effort. I'm I'm impressed with that. To be fair, I can't. I can't yeah, good old good old tell. You got got <laughs> some of them players. Right, moving on to the next one then. Um, both goal scorers for, for Spurs in that game were from South Americans. We have Bentaker from Uruguay and Richarlison from Brazil. I want to know 
how many South Americans have scored from Spurs in competitive fixtures? Ah, uh, right. So you've got less names. So we've got Rodrigo. You're gonna go through name them all. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. So we've got Rodrigo. We've got uh, Giovanni Lo Celso. We've got uh, Richie. Richie. We've got VR. Or the ideas, you'll have. Did Sandro ever score? He must have scored a one banger. Oh, yeah, yeah. against Chelsea. Yeah. 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 Um, Gilberto didn't ever score that shit, did he? That World Cup winner. <laughs> he didn't do anything. I think, Chris. I think he did, you know. I think he did. <laughs> um, <laughs> he did fucking dog shit, though, yeah. didn't he? Lamella. Hill. Hill's not South American. Oh, he's Spanish, isn't he? Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that one caught me out. I'm getting there slowly. Who else have we had? Gus Poyet. Um, Come on, I got a haircut at 12 o'clock on Saturday. Fucking hell, we're <laughs> staying. Right, I'll throw a number. I reckon 22. All right, 22. Lee, higher or lower, mate? What are you saying? Uh, lower. What with? Go on, give us a guess. Oh, 20. The correct answer is 18. Not bad. Ooh. Not bad. We, and and a follow-up from that, from which of those countries have we had the most goal scorers? Or not even goal scorers, just, play, just players. So from which South American country? Oh, it's got to be Argentina. That's right. Argentina with eight, Brazil with seven, Uruguay with two, and the great Colombian Sanchez. Can, can we count uh, Maradona? He didn't play for us in a competitive field. He wore the kit. He wore the kit. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Let's bring him in there. Let's what, make what, we got a letter from Rivaldo once. Can we count him as well? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't El Fenomeno Ronaldo come and watch a game once as well? Fuck it. Let's get them all in. <laughs> They're all racking up now. I think you won, Chris. Well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been an absolute pleasure of recording with you today, Lee, mate. Uh, is, is there anything that you've got to plug or how, how can people get in touch with you? Mate, uh, just hit me up on Twitter. To be to be honest with you, this is the first thing I've ever done like this. Um, You're a natural, I'm, mate. I'm, You're a natural. I'm buzzing. I'm absolutely buzzing about it. So, yeah. Um, if anyone wants to hit me up for shows like this, please, yeah, please no, do. You're welcome on again, mate. Yeah, we'll um, include your, we'll include your Twitter handle in the, uh, when we post this out. Um, Chris, mate, anything you need to plug before we wrap this up? Uh, no, just the podcast at 1882 pod. He's uh, He's learning yes. it, guys. My own is uh, Chris underscore C91. Um, and yours... No, don't, don't worry about me. I don't use it. Just we don't me. remember. Get you on the pod. Get me on the pod one. That's the one I'm always on, spamming through the for you Tottenham shit. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure recording this for you listeners out there, all 15 of you, or however many there are. Um, hopefully we've given you a little bit of something to get you through the uh, winter break blues and hopefully feeds you into nicely into the Manchester City game. Um, and hopefully you can join us for the next game. Before you do, remember to hit us up, to follow and subscribe, and leave a nice little review. And as always, come on you Spurs. Vamos Spurs. Come on you Spurs. <laughs>